Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Hello there, I am John Holmes and welcome to the The One Show show, something that listener Rick on the iTunes review page described as a wonderful insight into the British oddball TV show The One Show and the way television operates. One day, in the not-too-distant future, The One Show will become self-aware and John Holmes will be our John Connor. Thanks, Rick. And yes, please do review and star us, because apparently that's how the modern world works. But with John Connor in mind, it is time to step back in time by about a week and once again pull apart BBC One's flagship early evening magazine programme that you don't ever watch and never will. And as I say, we're going to pull it apart in much the same way as a child might pull the legs off a spider before growing up to become a serial killer. And what a one-show week! It's been this week, Martin Clunes looks at some dogs, Alex starts to cry, and the one show films a man laying a cable. Joining me to wonder why is the regular The One, The The One, The 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 One Show show regular, Mark Haynes, and making his The The One Show show sofa debut, his new podcast, Ask the Nincompoops, is about to launch. He's also author of the Mr. Gum series of children's books, which are voiced by Kate Winslet in audio form, but she wasn't available. Uh, So today, is that not true? Uh, It used to be true. I've redone them all and they're really good now. Right. Andy Stanton there, Andy Stanton. He sounds a little bit like Kate. Kate Winslet, as yeah. he just, uh, just he made a face when I said that. A bit. But I, to be fair, I'm no good in Titanic. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really imagine her doing justice to your books. Let's move on. Okay, fine. <laughs> so anyway, welcome, Andy. It's good to have you here. Thanks so, for um, me. you know, as rightly so, we'll let, let you begin. Regular one show listener, first time to it for this, seen it ever before? I have seen it before. I'm not a regular viewer, you know, because... That sentence need an end. Oh, no, really? Um, I have seen it, and I, I think when I was on Twitter years ago, I'm back on Twitter now. But I, I think I tweeted that like 
it would play in hell 24-7. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't, I, I wasn't a big fan. So this was the first time I've revisited it in a long time. Kate Winslet loves it. So where did you come into it this week? So much to talk about, so much happened. Did you start on Monday? I watched Monday's episode and then I watched Thursday's episode. Right. So I thought well, I'd let's... Get, get both ends of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, well, let's start, I suppose, with, with a bit of Monday. So what do we make of Monday? Well, it was immediately offensive to some of my senses. <laughs> it was very garish. You know, the music is just like having soap rubbed in your eyes I'm sorry and then uh, the jumpers are a bit like having soap rubbed in your eyes and then the neon is a bit like having soap rubbed in your eyes it was quite cartoonishly headachey and they had Joanna Lumley and Ian Hislop they did on the sofa from the start and they went straight into an awful anecdote from Ian Hislop that was about nothing. Really? Yeah. Do you remember what are you no, about nothing? I, it was about nothing. Was I, there any flavour of what the nothing was about? No, I, I can't remember. I mean, I I was watching it with a view to talking about it. I was even taking notes. I'm consulting my notes, but that's I what still it said. can't remember. It says it was about literally nothing. It started that show. It was quite an interesting one because they they don't do this often, but they started by championing a brand new feature. Oh. Okay. So this was Alex and Matt, you know, the dream team presenting. I got a new feature called You Know Who You Are. Now let's let's. Just just stop let's not race into this because people will be thinking i know what a tv feature is yeah and a tv feature on something like the one show will be we've got a title and then there'll be some business around it and it will have a conclusion this was just a title <laughs> i didn't even hear that was that on monday's show yeah. they, they, it was the first thing they said they, yeah. they pitched that i love that you zoned out uh, even it, before it, it uh, began uh, uh, my first notes are I'm immediately offended, no seconds in, and I'm offended. (laughs) (laughs) So so I did zone out. I guess that might be my reaction to offence. You really missed one of the great TV features of recent memory. Oh, I can't think of anything... I can't think of anything that tops this. I'll have to watch it again. <laughs> well, we can explain it yeah, to you. please do. And that will save you having to go back. Which is much to the raison d'etre of this podcast. And it represents a member of the audience. Yeah, very but, much so. But it just immediately scrambled me. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, go on. What was it that I missed? It's a feature called You Know Who You Are. Yeah. And the feature, it's only short. What they did was they told a story about a woman called Audrey Wood. Oh, and, oh. This, was it about the flowers and the dementia? Yes! Oh, I didn't realise The realize flowers that was, and the dementia yeah, no, guy! I, 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 I didn't hear the kind of you-know-who-you-are bit. That, if they'd have called it Flowers and Dementia, yeah. that would have sounded like a late-period Woody feature. Allen film. It's Flowers and Dementia. <laughs> what? I, I, I was concentrating on the, the gestalt of it and on the studio audience Neither that's quite they. thin, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it reminded me of like old shows like Tiz Was, where you can hear the crew getting stuck in and going, ah. Yeah, that was the thing. That was yeah. a good thing about Tiswas. Yeah. I kind of like that about Tiswas. Sure. Okay, so this was a feature and it was a story about a woman... We, are, be- we are being unfair, Andy, because we are saying... Yeah. Like the one show did, this was a feature. Yeah. It wasn't a okay. feature. It was an anecdote. Yeah. That's well, all it really yeah, was. They, but they were trying to turn it yeah. into a feature. Right. They were saying, if this woman can do it, yeah. right, then you can so do we it. we should explain what it is. Yeah. So you know who you are. This was a, a lady who oh, was yeah, at a supermarket cafe yeah. with her husband oh, who suffers God. from Parkinson's. Yes. Yeah. And another lady had come yeah. over having seen how she was looking after her husband. Yeah. And she'd given her some flowers. Yeah. The sum up line on that after that little story was, we don't know who that lady is. Yeah. But you, you know, know who, who you are. are. Now, I missed that that was supposed to be a future feature. Oh, yeah. no. I don't think it is. The nerve yeah. to say that was a feature. They also had the nerve yeah. to assume she was watching. Yes, Which, absolutely. Although, to be fair, if you're the sort of person that buys flowers for someone who's caring for their partner with Parkinson's in a supermarket well, cafe, you probably watch can I, I, That's the demographic. Here, right. Here's why I was partly baffled. I heard the word like dementia. 
And I thought, oh, they're going... Because, you know, I do know what the one show is. Mm. Actually, that's a bold claim. But, um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I know what it does. And I thought they were about to lead into a dementia thing. So I was all set for that. And I, I've been re-watching loads of Louis Theroux lately, right? And mm. the last one I watched before watching the one show was an in-depth look at dementia. I thought, this will be interesting. What a comparison between the Louis Theroux dementia thing and this thing on Parkinson's disease. And I got my, all set up for this segment. And it was just this story about flowers. And then everyone in the audience went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I was immediately lost. And then what we did instead was go to a thing thing about fish lice on salmon in scotland i mean one of the classic now this one show it was absolute textbook one show wasn't it it? i even took some pictures during this right (laughs) because (laughs) you so joanna lumley is sitting next to ian islop on the sofa waiting to plug their things yeah and then they go okay so first we're going to we're going to scotland i was like not another fucking film from scotland (laughs) every week they shoot a film in scotland they must know someone we know they're on the shelf waiting to go get us another scottish film come on i don't know we've done enough fucking hebrides i think they're actually trying to use them up before scotland goes independent (laughs) That would make sense. They've probably got a stockpile of films that aren't time-dependent as well that they can show. But if you watch it carefully, and I did keep pausing it because I was enjoying it so much. So there's a film about Scottish salmon lice. I know it sounds fascinating. <laughs> I, I know. Rush now to the iPlayer. Get thee to the iPlayer. A, a couple of things, John. You're, you're overselling this film. <laughs> because it was about specifically 81 Scottish fish. I've got the line. In all, 81 mature salmon were confirmed dead. <laughs> And it's not just in Scotland. They made a film about it. It was specifically on the Isle of Lewis, yeah. which is which is again not part of the mainland, right? right? So let's Man not trips this, over tweets. Film crew, let's not sensationalise John the film that they produced. Can I just say they were called sea lice at one point? I think, but at another point they were called fish lice. I know. Don't think they were ever called salmon lice. Just for I mean, your, I mean, I'm your so information. Sorry. Yeah. I, I fool. I did actually do a bit of research into sea lice oh. because having watched the film, I'm more on their side than the salmon I thought they were quite fascinating <laughs> they are a parasite that literally eats the host alive that's right and they work that's from... an unsuccessful parasite though isn't it it, it is kills. yes but I suppose there's plenty more fish in the sea okay <laughs> oh, <laughs> bye everyone <laughs> but only in Lewis yeah I, I looked at them and basically the Wikipedia says sea lice are a big mystery we don't really know very much about them we don't know what they want we don't know what they call each other what, all they, this for, what they stand thing. for yeah <laughs> <laughs> they they seem to stand for getting on with their own lives and doing what they do, I which disagree. is latching oh, onto fish. Okay. It's basically it's the one show, basically televisual lice. <laughs> you've just sort of described, oh. where it latches onto television and feeds off it, killing it slowly. In all, eighty-one mature viewers were confirmed dead. <laughs> they give you the feeling where you just go, well, I mean, this is is it bad? It's bad, I suppose. What am I supposed to do about it? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know anyone from the Isle of Lewis. I don't know anyone in the fishing industry. I don't know anyone who I, operates I a have, commercial salmon farm. I haven't got any context for it beyond this. But no. this tallies with my thoughts. My first note on this segment was, it was disgusting. Um, <laughs> but what I really found, again, um, this word's going to come up a lot, baffling, was like why I was suddenly watching this documentary. It didn't seem 
uninteresting. But it didn't seem like something I'd chosen. <laughs> it, it, didn't, it was just there. One of the guys they interviewed, one of the fish farmers, I think, had a brilliant line. He went, he described the fish as obviously on their last legs, <laughs> <laughs> which seemed like some commentary on evolution more than anything. The, the, <laughs> a bit, I, bit out of date. I took these pictures, right? So I was watching mm. it and I was like, I can't believe it. And they did the film. The film was over, right? And then they went back. And now I wrote down, they, they did nine minutes on this. Yeah, right? it was and, much too and long. And in a half hour show, that's a pretty long time. <laughs> but on fucking sea But hold on a yeah. second, guys. You say it's too long. My feeling was it might be too short. That's what I mean, right? Maybe it's like you see this and you think maybe this is a thing, but wouldn't it deserve an hour? I'm not saying I could watch it I'm just saying like because they just go into these things like they're so grave and they made I noticed this a lot they make extensive use in their segments of sinister arpeggios on harps to tell you that it's a bad thing (laughs) very good yeah all everything they did they came back to the sofa where the the reporter you know as they do the reporter's sitting back on nine minutes and then they get him to do another five I know you've got Lumley and Hislop on the sofa but 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 did you see this is what I took a picture of Hislop's face yeah put it on my Twitter, right? We should tweet it out from our account, uh, the, the the One Show Show account, which is called the One Show Show because you can't get enough characters to put the whole name in on Twitter. Uh, essentially, his lot, he was actually leaning back away from the reporter who was going on about sea lice on salmon, looking at him with this, just like we're looking now. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and then Lumley, it cut to a wide shot. Lumley's not even listening; she's yawning. I, oh, <laughs> I, I've got some theories. Right, firstly, I take issue with Hislop's reaction. I thought Hislop. Facially, at least, he may have been leaning back. I didn't clock that. I think facially, he was trying too hard to look into it. <laughs> he, I th- he was secretly thinking up gags for if it had been a segment on Have I Got News for You, a question about fish lice, right? <laughs> well, I think some of the people in Parliament are like it. But, um, <laughs> but, but, I, but he was actually trying to, I think he was trying to look concerned. I agree that Lumley was doing something close to a yawn. <laughs> yeah. right? I think it was, I said Lumley dropped the mask for a second and looked bored. But then I had another theory right i thought maybe she was just disgusted no no put like but because it seems to me and i don't know i didn't google this that she might be the kind of person who's just really against fish farms do you know what i mean yeah, entirely. sounds like, like it. because probably you know fish farms and gurkhas that's her thing and she loves them hates them right maybe she hates fish that much that's why she was trying to build that garden bridge I, maybe it's hard it's hard to know without having her here in the studio but, but maybe did, next week it did lead me to the thing i've learned this week so we're like what oh, have we learned hello from the show so yeah. i learned something during this feature okay I'm glad it was, it was this this was when the man on the sofa the reporter well here's the weird thing about it right they didn't ask any more questions based on this sentence right because for me this was opening up an avenue that actually is interesting he said well they're pretty close now up here to getting the machinery up and running that turns dead salmon into fuel wow <laughs> and i was like I, I miss, well, what, I miss what, that. what machinery is this? Oh, why is it specifically salmon? I know. Exactly. Would it not work with like goldfish? Also, don't be a dolt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I sort of in my head, I had this sort of the plot of the next James Bond film where some Captain Birdseye has got this fish fire, just, yeah, and he's sort of like I can turn oh, to fuel. So, Mister oh. Salmon Munger, thank you. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, worth pointing out. The other question they asked was a, a brilliant one because Alex said. So can sea lice affect the quality of the fish we're eating? You could see the reporter go. <laughs> I haven't really. Oh, oh, Jesus, this is the law. Oh, not this question. I don't know. And the answer is 
No, they cannot. Who's <laughs> in the pocket of Big Salmon? It, it undercut entirely <laughs> yeah. his big piece about this is a real danger thing. Yeah, this is a yeah. real problem. Huge problem. You know who it's a problem for? It's a problem for the salmon. And the reason we're concerned with it is because we don't want sea lice eating the salmon because we want to eat the salmon. The salmon <laughs> is basically screwed either way. Are they, though? I mean, I reckon you could still get a salmon that had sea lice. If it's not a problem, still farm the salmon. We still get to eat it. You just scrape off. They scrape off the lice before we eat them. Who cares? Maybe the lice are also delicious. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't an hour what? documentary after all. <laughs> Fly, slide lice. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> so, while we're on the but subject of being... That on... was John, by the way. <laughs> not not <laughs> Andy, the children's author. Andy, it, it, always, it always is me on this. <laughs> okay. So, the, um, the another element of undermining on this week mm-hmm. was on... Uh, th- I want to say Thursday's show, where there was a feature about uh, well, this also brings me to handbrake of the week example right, right. there's a bit where they came out of one film where Anita Rani is smashing windows of Harvey Nichols in London with permission right we'll get onto this right yeah we will um, to, uh, <laughs> to we've all made notes to, to talk about suffragettes and, and women oppression uh-huh. right? fair enough however they then came out of that as they do did a tiny featurette for something else in the middle and then did a handbrake turn so it went like this mm. Anita Rani there smashing windows at Harvey Nichols and, and Alex <laughs> Went, well, it's good of Harvey Nichols to let them. <laughs> and then they went. So, uh, University Challenge. The two. Remember those two guys who got a bit celebrity out of University Challenge? Yes, a couple of years ago. Uh, then Eric Burden. Or, no, what was his name? Eric. Er- Eric the Burden animals, was the lead singer of the animals. <laughs> not Eric Burden. No, not him. Any, was he any good on University he was Challenge? Definitely not any good on University <laughs> Challenge. There were three questions on the animals, and he was okay. <laughs> got two of them. <laughs> anyway, Eric and somewhat. They were on. They were everywhere at the time. They said we've got them on next week. So send us your tricky. questions questions for them. Then Matt went from that, he just went, right, on we go. The invasive species, the Himalayan balsam, is such a threat <laughs> to Britain's wildlife that there are regular balsam smashing parties. <laughs> regular <laughs> balsam there, smashing there parties. What? But it was all to do with making gin out of this invasive plant. Right. right. So here's the undermining. Afterwards, of course, on their table, they'd got a load of different gins from around the place that they were all tasting. And the reporter who'd done this entire report on collecting the flowers from this invasive Himalayan balsam to make gin out of it said this on the television to Matt. Well, I'm willing to wager that none of you have tasted Himalayan balsam gin before. And Matt went, well, I have. <laughs> this is her big moment and that's her way in going here's one yeah. then he went I have then he went because actually I know Ben the distiller oh of course he does <laughs> of course he does you think you poor woman and she, the look on her face is like I hate you but, I hate you man. sorry this has brought up a couple of thoughts for me mm. firstly I noticed that because I was looking for handbrake turns you guys had flagged yeah. that up for a thing that we might talk about and I noticed that they put that little thing about the University Challenge trivia questions in before they went to the balsam turns, uh, right? Like yeah. you said. Yeah. My question is, do you think they've been listening to this podcast and they're trying to massage the segues a bit? We said this last week. Well, you we, see, Yes, because it, it, they're harder to find it is now. It's so noticeable. And do you know what? We also, we had it in the first season, we do make a point, season, because we're an American <laughs> podcast that's thrilling. Could we're sponsored it. by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Mattress. Uh, we uh, we <laughs> made the point of saying if you put the brakes on you can then restart and it gives you a non-handbrake turn uh-huh. and honestly since we've started doing this again yeah. i haven't seen one this week i haven't watched all the episodes yeah. i haven't yeah. seen a single handbrake turn and all i am saying is we have to invoice them for that <laughs> consultancy work i just think maybe it's charity work it's good it might contribute 
to some sort of mental health for the nation to not be confronted with these absolute U-turns. There was another one where Josh Groban was on. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, well, but there was a handbrake turn where they went... Well, no, because Josh Groban... He the massaged the, the turn. Is that what you're going to say? He massaged the fucking turn. <laughs> they, it came off of a segment on Thursday's show about doctors being bullied at the NHS. And... Basically, in, I guess, what we might now call pre-the-the one-show show time, yeah, they might have just gone, now let's go to see Josh Groban's new album, right? But mm. here, they, they let Josh talk about how he was bullied before he went into his piano plug, well, no, right? they, they, That's true. They do that a lot. What they do is, I think, is they do send researchers in. They do, you know, Josh Groban's in his dressing room, a researcher has to go in and go, so, we were you ever bullied? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they do plan around it where they do try and get the guest involved in a thing that's utterly unrelated to them. Right. Uh, that is true. So Josh Groban, right, pianist, singer-songwriter, right. Wrestler, right, huge, huge, isn't yeah. he? Right? I've never heard of him before. I, that's the, the thing I learned off the one show this week. There is a man called Josh Groban. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just hadn't. I know of him and I know he's beloved by his fans and he seems like a dude. I don't know what he sings, and I don't know where he sings. Well, I can tell you where he sings. Uh-huh. He sings on the one show because oh. they they started this show. This is Thursday's show. It was a strange. It was a weird. Beginning. It was a weird show, wasn't it? It was a yeah, weird yeah. beginning to the show. It they, was scripted in a sort of act. It they had to act. They, it was a gag. It was a prop gag. Yeah, they had the presenters listening to some classical music and getting all wind eyes blown. closed, eyes closed, yeah, yeah, euphoric, yeah, yeah. blissful, going. Oh, it gives me goosebumps, and they pull back to reveal. Oh, they weren't really wind blown and got goosebumps from the music it was because a man with a fan was standing on the stage blowing cold air at them however the fan wasn't plugged in or going round (laughs) was it not no there was a sound effect of a fan right but if you looked at it the blades weren't going round it was just an off fan so So a man in a parka was holding a fan (laughs) didn't get clearance for the on switch exactly (laughs) health and safety a man in a parka was holding a fan next to Alex and the camera pulled out to show her getting goosebumps not from the music but from the not on fan yeah but attached to the front of the fan I'm hurting. Right. You, know when, you know when you tie streamers to the front yeah. of a fan to, you know, to yeah. show it's working? Yeah. What they've done is done that, but they mocked it's it up with silver of, foil. Right. Oh. So, so it was solid streamers oh. made of silver foil. So it was hanging out the bottom of a back in the front you, of a fan. Did you get that on an, I don't know what you call this, an, a virgin viewing, or did you rewind? Oh, no, I got that straight away. Did yeah. you? Yeah, I, yeah. I totally missed I rewound it. to check, and so the noise of a fan, the blades weren't going round. Wow. Clearly, silver foil pretending to be streaming. So that's stood I mean, that's erect. a lot of work that could have been taken care of by plugging in and using the fan. Exactly. Uh, and I'm sort of going, why are and, you... And, what? <laughs> another thing to do is maybe don't do the segment. Yeah. It's, it's just not very <laughs> good true. segment. But someone had to make... <laughs> so in the afternoon, they obviously went to some runner or work experience. Go, can you sort of stick silver <laughs> was foil it, was to it? the front of this... Fa- bunch up silver foil so it's like solid <laughs> unicorn horns and somehow fix it to the grill of a I, fan. I'm, but I'm going to ask, was that Matt and Alex doing? That. Matt was joining in. I always get the impression that Matt doesn't do the joining in because often they he give Ori Aduba a bit of comedy to do at the top. Yeah, they do. As if you're the new boy and you need a bit yeah. of a hand to get to the level that Matt's usually operating at. Yeah, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. We I all... thought Matt had more more dignity. No, he has no dignity. We He's also not saw the one show. <laughs> we also saw <laughs> another face from behind the scenes. You know, we talked about oh. this last week. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the book of uh, retribution. Was out. it was it Adam the cameraman Adam, last week? Uh, yeah. So this week it's it's 
Dave the Props guy. Dave oh. the Props so guy. So da- get it, write it down. Put that so in. D- Dave, he's the one holding the phone. He's on that. So the camera pulled out. Matt's going. You weren't goosebump because of the beautiful music. It's because the holding a fan. She went, Dave. Right, Dave and then is she going went, in the she book. She went, just frame him out. To Adam, probably. Frame him out. And then sort of zoomed in and getting to cut him out. This ha- guy's just holding this well, not I'm gonna, I'm going to add, just under the crimes column, I'm yeah. going to just put fan and we'll remember <laughs> what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're keeping a record of this, right? Because you must be getting in some way inured to this stuff. But for me... It just, it just hit, it's like I'm a skitter and the one show is a big bowling ball of what now? That is a great description of it. Then they went to Josh Groban because the whole thing's about music, make you, yeah. make you upset. And, you know, yeah. So Josh Groban, right? I don't really like Josh Groban. I don't, it's not my thing. Right, so he played a song and it was lovely. It was lovely. It was lovely. I mean, I fast forwarded through it. It was, I was forgetting it as it played in real yeah. time. I mean, I just fast forwarded, didn't even listen to it. Um, so, <laughs> but it was lovely. Because, because they put the lights down, you see. So right. I knew when it stopped because they came back up again. Oh, they can right. put so the lights down, but they can't the, use a fan. He, he, was, he was doing the song, but Alex and Matt were leaning on the piano, not even a foot away from him, staring at him throughout the whole song. And then he finished, and then they said, that's very, it is really, really good. And then he just played another one. Did he? Yeah, he did. And I was like, hang on a minute. He played half his album. He has he has got I, agents on this. He has got good agents and, and off the shelf films. <laughs> and then you're absolutely right. He played a third one, mm, which no. was a cover of Bridge Over Troubled Water. Three Josh Groban songs. It took up most of the half first half of the, the program. The first half. Um, and I mean, then Alex uh, cried her eyes out uh, on the telly. Maybe she was <laughs> thinking about all the sea life films we never get to see. <laughs> maybe maybe she cried her eyes up, but then they pull back to show that there's a bloke with a knife stabbing into her arm. And <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't the music. <laughs> with an Someone's, someone's mauling me. I, can I talk about Matt? What's his name? Groban? Matt? No, Josh no. Groban. Oh, sorry, Josh Groban. Yeah, the reason I was calling him Matt was he's very urbane and preppy. And I, I've never heard of this man before. And um, But now he's a thing. I had to Google as I was watching to see if it was Groban or Grogan. Mm-hmm. So I literally never... He was very urbane, very preppy. He reminded me of Matt Hooper from Jaws, played by Richard Dreyfuss, right? Because he's very sort of... Very calming to listen to. And I can't do this accent. So he plays this um, spiritual thing, his own... It was all about how he goes down to the river. Go to the river. And it's quite gospel and spiritually, right? Mm. It wasn't very good. It was just, a, they, 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 they said, they said what, you know, what's the inspiration for that? And he said, oh, you know, I just, I was walking with my dog down at the river one day. Oh, and this so sort of, wholesome. This, but yeah, and then it sort of, this popped into my head. But then he also got this thing in about like, everybody's got their own river. And it, it was honestly like those things that people send to each other on the internet all day with the sunset behind them. And like, he, he spoke in those consistently. Josh Groban is basically a flesh version of those posters. Yeah. That's what he, he is. is. He is the kitten hanging off the twig. He, he's all of them. He's all of them. He is the elephants at sunset. He might even be the one that generates. I don't, I, I don't know. But he was just a machine for those. I mean, he says everyone's got their own river and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's probably because he doesn't know any poor people anymore. They probably do literally own rivers <laughs> but is the river infested with sea lice no because there's sea lice <laughs> the fear fear of missing out fear of going out fear of flying fear of dying imposter syndrome spiders pipes from ghost watch dolls with buttons for eyes we're all scared of something but what are you scared of 
Join me, Sarah Morgan, for The Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. The secret lemonade drinker adverts. Geese. That time on Biker Grove when Agnes Parling got shot in the face with a paintball. In each episode, I interview funny, interesting people I like, people like Phil Jupitus, Alice Lowe, Richard Osman, Riley Silverman, and Danielle Ward, about their biggest fears in a judgment-free environment. It is spooktacular. The fear. And remember, do have nightmares, because they're an entirely appropriate response to the horrors of modern living. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf <laughs> can we talk about joanna lumley a bit? yeah so please. she's been on the silk road so this well, was worth what saying she was... actually i've seen in recent years quite a lot of documentaries where celebrities go down the silk road but lumley 
can command what she wants. She can. She, she can. Uh, Alex actually chucked that in. Joanna Lumley was saying, oh, yes, we managed to uh, get into Iran, or as it was formerly called, Persia. And Alex said... <laughs> It's because you're Joanna Lumley. <laughs> As if the Iranians are also huge fans. Uh, they despise the West, but hasn't Joanna Lovely got a beautiful speaking voice? But, uh, but, She's uh, broken through. She's big there. Early, uh, early episodes of Sapphire and Steel are big in, big in Iran. <laughs> They're just receiving them now. She, she mentioned loads of proper foreign cities in those parts. She, didn't yeah? she? And then, do you know how she described them all? They're all... Utterly, utterly thrilling. <laughs> she <laughs> mentioned, so, I can't wait for the series. She did mention about ten capital cities, yeah. not capital cities, but major yeah, cities. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd heard of one. I know, I'd heard of them all once. Yeah, like I, I, they all sounded real. I'll yeah. give her that. I don't know. I want more than utterly, the, utterly thrilling. And then she she sort of said that you know you'd expect them all to be sort of war zones, but they're all just lovely gardens and things. And you're like, are they, Joanna, or do you just see lovely gardens wherever you go, <laughs> yeah. like that, bridges? Yeah. <laughs> this is worth saying. I mean, this was a very, very boring section. It was like when a neighbour tells you about the holidays. She had seen such wonderful things, and when it's just a lady saying, and the eagle moved so quickly, you sort of go, yeah, yeah, no, whatever, yeah. It, it, what have I been doing? You're going to ask that? It was boring, <laughs> but it was relieved by two brilliant moments. Firstly, she says that the bits she liked best oh, were yeah. the hairy bits up on the hills with shepherds, and everyone in the studio did a dirty laugh. Everybody. Everyone. And then she went, ah, oh, no, no. Lumley's talking about shepherds' bollocks. <laughs> and, uh, but, but, shepherds' bollocks but, with Joanna Lumley coming to ITU. Oh, they're so thrilling. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's got shepherds' bollocks in them. But then the, uh, the other bit that was, uh, this was amazing. This, this is, uh, I would say, sublime for me. Mm. They showed a brief clip from Joanna Lumley's Silk Road show and it was an enormous eagle taking off off of Joanna's hand or something right mm. and it cut back to the studio and the presenter what's the woman presenter of one show Alex called? Jones <laughs> this is sublime for me she goes they look so nice in slow-mo don't they and I just think that's a really human centric comment to make about an eagle <laughs> like it's not their job to look so nice in slow-mo that's not what an eagle's for not even fucking close <laughs> as if the beauty and majesty of an eagle has, been, has never been spotted but, until but, the but year it's been we invented or, augmented yeah. by this I mean they look so nice when they're badly pixelated don't they? <laughs> I just, I just, that to me was jaw-droppingly, insanely wonderful. It's, it's worth actually pointing out as well. This episode, it was seventeen minutes before they began speaking to either Lumley or Hislop. So they'd introduced them at the start, and then there was a seventeen-minute gap. It's because of all two... that massive sea lice chat. Well, it was, but two big stars. Yeah. And then you go, we, we will be with you in a sec, but we're going to devote more than half the show to sea lice. <laughs> One show in a nutshell. About which you, you both of you have no opinion. Yeah. We can't get to you to talk about. They then interrupted Joanna to do a little video package about a thing called Faith Academy. Oh, God. I wrote oh, this. This was my, um, what point did you zone out of oh. the week? And it was the film about Faith Academy. I'm yeah. zoning out now. It's... It was about the sermon of the year. Whoa. Credit to Matt and Alex when they said, oh. so uh, it's a little contest we're calling Faith Academy. And Matt went, hmm. And Alex went, hmm. <laughs> And then it played. So, so they know when they've got a stinker on their hands. But they do. Yeah. The judge was talking to one of the four finalists of the Sermon of the Year, which was organised by Preach magazine. I like that bit too. <laughs> big, big fan. The judges were talking to each other, and one of them said, you ask yourself, is this something I want to listen to? My answer is no. <laughs> Well, a similar thing. Where Carrie, uh, that was the presenter, wasn't it? Carrie said... I would not want to be a judge. judge. Nope, me neither. And it's going to be very interesting to see who gets through tonight. No, it literally isn't. (laughs) (laughs) It was not interesting The person who won the Sermon of the Year, their theme was fear. 
there was one that they were competing against who had a really extended metaphor about being locked in a neighbour's bathroom. And that was her sermon. But yeah. you never knew where it was when. No, it didn't yeah. show you. They gave you one line. So as far as I know, one of the sermons was what it's like to get locked in a neighbour's loo. And the other one was you've got to be afraid. Oh, and one of the women preached like she was from b- biblical times, <laughs> like within like an I don't know an Aramaic headdress. Yes, she like, did. But then she t- she took it off for the piece to camera. She was just a you know a woman from wherever wherever they were. Yeah. But when she preached, she did this whole getting into character thing a and prop. Like, yeah. And then it came out with a joke, didn't it? Did you hear Matt Matt Baker's little pun? Sermon cowl. Sermon cowl. Because <laughs> oh, it's like a competition. <laughs> yeah. Sermon cowl. And then Alex turned to him and said, "You're going to have to run these past me before you do them on air." Uh, <laughs> and, and, then, and then Ian Hislop pretended that he was impressed enough by that that he'd like to use it. <laughs> yes. Which was, I think, just throwing a, a pity bone. Really. <laughs> there was a great little bit at that last bit. So Ian. Hislop talks briefly about this exhibition that's going on and they in the last 30 seconds and I've noted it down because I thought it's a really unfair thing to do in the last 30 seconds Matt just says so um you've only got a a few seconds but Ian what's the situation with Boris Johnson what's Mm. going on and I thought oh cheers for dumping me in the shit Matt you know what are we going to do in 30 seconds but but that is smashed it out the park but but that is what he does yeah I mean you would that's the one person you could ask to do that and you'll get your 30 seconds of goodness and boy oh boy did they Hislop just said well I think he wrote two letters to his wife one saying he'd leave (laughs) absolutely professional pause Mm. the other saying he'd remain (laughs) big applause out it goes what was funny about this is it ended with a sort of essentially a joke about Boris Johnson and the following day, they back refed the joke. They did. So they said, Ian, his God, it goes a, deeper than I ever imagined. Oh, yeah. You've got to watch every episode. Or not. You miss key can, plot can, points. Can I, can I just not watch every. <laughs> can I watch none? Just opt, please? opt out. They please. Sort of opt out. Previously. What, how, did they, on how, the one how, how did they call back to it? They said, well, Ian did a joke about Boris. Wow. And today, we're going to be asking the people of Nuneaton, Nuneaton. what they think. Where I of grew Boris up. Johnson. Is it? So this was what made it more exciting for me. You've had a lot of luck recently on the one show. Oh, yesterday yeah. the, uh, You take your luck week. where you can find it on the one show. <laughs> yeah. Last week, they went to your sister's place of residence Hinkley. to order a takeaway. But here's the thing. Uh, Hinkley, not far from Nuneaton. So, the, again, the, 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 the pool of casting a net is very yeah. small. I was really amazed because I thought, well, they're obviously going to have to do a little bit of BBC balance if they're asking people about Boris Johnson. Did they fuck? Mm. So, but they got to the I think there's a different kind of rule for the one show, right? <laughs> yeah. because, what, because what is anything? There are no rules. Yeah. So they went to Nuneaton because Boris Johnson went to Eton. So they'd gone to Nuneaton. That Whoa, was the connection. Really? That, that was a... That's a stretch, man. A stretch at best. A, a big bet, stretch. Bet. <laughs> Everyone they spoke to, bar one person, yeah. really slagged him off. Whoa. So the opening lady, she said this. I don't think much of him. Why not? Just the sight of him. Now, that raises problems in itself. The one in some person way, who said, I quite like him, opened up by saying, Well, right, I'm right wing, so I disagree <laughs> with him. Well, I'm, I'm personally right wing, so I like him, but I don't know all of his policies, but I will say, I did agree with his last thing he got into trouble with. The suicide vest thing? No, the, uh, the burger. burger. Oh, they cut away from him really quick. He didn't yeah. get to say much about it, did he? No, But I bet he did to the reporter. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Dunedin. I know what they're like. I was. You want to see the offcuts? Yeah. yeah. I was for TV. a little bit disappointed that at 7pm on BBC One, you have someone go, I'm right wing, oh, I thought he was right about that burka. 
and it doesn't cut back with them going, well, apologies, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to that prick. You know, <laughs> it would have been nice to sort of see people not, you know, but accepting this. But and... you're looking for coherence in a thing that is devoid of form. It is chaotic. It's, it's, it's not so much that it's devoid of form, it's devoid of scale. That's what really impressed me and really scrambled my little noodle up. There was no scale to anything that is said or isn't said on that show. And nothing's ever finished. Uh, I mean, you know this. This is why we talk, right? Um, nothing's ever finished, resolved, explained, mulled on in any sense. Like, there is no, there's nothing for me to grasp on. It's just a miasma of things. There's something so funny about seeing someone's first reaction yeah. to watching the one show and thinking about it. And when Andy sits here and his brain is I'm so coming upset. out of his ears. But it is. It is. And in that, you know, in that way alone, I suppose it's impressive. It's like someone's made Agent Orange, but in a different form. I just, it's like, well, it's, it's not an, it's not not an achievement of sorts, <laughs> but just is it a good thing for people? I don't know. All I was doing was sit watching that Nanita film going, uh, it's just next to the George Elliott statue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's next to the closed-down Wilco. It's just a local interest. <laughs> it was for, for me. Yeah. I was just going, oh, that's, the, that's where I did my work experience there. And I used to oh, love that as a kid when people used to like come round. They'd always be so excited if like where you lived had been mentioned on the news. <laughs> They'd be over the moon. You see, uh, you see they were uh, hatching on the news last night? You see it, did you? Hatch yeah, well, you know, someone hit the railway bridge. Um, it was reported on. They had to shut it, didn't they? People love that. I've seen that bridge. I've se- I know that bridge. <laughs> We've. I think we mentioned this before, but there is definitely something in just having a television show on at seven thirty, where you say tonight we're going to Runcorn, and it just being half an hour of hidden camera footage but, of Runcorn. But, but do you, oh, what you mean that you're pitching this as an idea? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's one show going to steal, you know, my production notes. Why don't they steal my big concepts? <laughs> the Nanit thing, though, I was sort of from the Nanit. Right, so I have a certain affinity going, going. Yeah, I grew up in Dunedin, you know, it's shit, but it's I, you know, I grew up there, so I have a certain protective affinity. And they just did this film to mock people. Well, Not all people from Dunedin are rotten-toothed tracksuit chavy <laughs> fuckwits. Ninety percent of them, yeah, but not all of them. Yeah, okay. Well, and why they had my mum okay. on doing it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've, I've got I've got an idea for you, right? What story would you do on Nuneaton for a one-show segment? Well, it's George Eliot, isn't it? Mm. George Eliot and Larry Grayson. Nuneaton's got good things what in there. What is it with the these gender-fluid people from Nuneaton? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, 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 you, it can't be a historical piece. Everyone's oh, got right. a historical thing. It's Britain. It's Britain! That's what we do. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you're investigating something in Nuneaton now, what would you investigate? Yeah, well, you're right, there's nothing. No, that wasn't my point. <laughs> 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 I don't know what my point was. What are we doing? I don't know. But I, no, I'm just wondering, the, the bigger questions it's inspired in me are like, what is worth talking about or investigating? Because when I see these pieces, I don't know. In the Monday no. one, there was a story about a man who was paralysed from the neck down. And, you know, that's not good. And, you know, I can only have sympathies for him. But the story was, and it, he, he, li- he likes using a drone. He bought a drone. A, spe- a specially yeah. modified drone. And he films landscapes. So it's like his eyes to the outer world now, right? Yeah. Because he sits on a hillside and goes... And I was like... Yeah, I couldn't be happier for him, but I'm not sure it's a thing that I should be watching on TV. And I think at the moment, the one show is in a funny position where, (laughs) speaking with authority, as the only person who's watched more than 10 this year, it's in a funny position where half of the films they show are like things you'd be shown at training 
meetings for specific industries. <laughs> Very specific. The fishing yeah. industry, yeah. Uh, the power industry. <laughs> the sky fishing industry. And the other industry. half are yeah. just things that your mum would say, so I was chatting with Auntie Olwyn the other day. Um, <laughs> David's not very well, um, but he's bought a drone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There's and then you send the film crew to do but, it. But then, so then, yeah. Oh we, my so, my, so my question is, is always just why, I think. It the is. why show, that's what it should be called. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the Nuneaton one I liked because I do like that classic TV trope of saying, people of Britain... Open your mouths and don't think too much about it. Yeah. yeah. If you want those people, Nuneaton's your place. Yeah. Well, there was a lady just at the end. Was this she in the was, scooter? Yeah. In the mobility she scooter. She was heading off. Yeah. And I think she yeah. sort of went, well, I, I, I don't really have an opinion on him. Anyway, off a pip. Come on, <laughs> mum. <laughs> that for me her, was... Her outline, it was like being transported back. <laughs> you get right on my pip. Right, <laughs> right on my pip. Yeah. But then, was... she, then she just said, apropos of nothing, to the report, she went, okay, me bab, see ya. Oh, was it? Okay, me bab. Okay, me bab. Oh. See ya. And rode up. Oh, I can't out. stand him. You can't stand him. Why not? No, he gets on me pip. So, okay, my bad. See ya. Yes. Tootled off on a mobility. Sounds like I missed a good app. Oh, you did. <laughs> but then they went back to the studio. I know. Where and they were all laughing at Nuneaton. I know. And all, all of them. Oh, oh, all right, of the fuckers. Right, right. Ah, Nuneaton. Look at us in that metropolitan elite London bubble. Look at those thick fuckers in Nuneaton. <laughs> Well, I think fair to say we'll be back to speak to the people of Nuneaton another time because they are they are golden. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. Ah, here came you, bab. Fucking idiots. That was the tone you, of it. You can take the boy out of Nuneaton. <laughs> you, you, you can. Duba did say we're definitely going to go back to the people of Nuneaton because yeah. yeah, that was are. gold. Yeah, that, they're, they're not. He said these people are not sea lice on a slide for you to <laughs> <laughs> amuse you. All right. Uh, Martin Clunes, who was a guest on it, along with uh, what's Claudia, Claudia Jessic, Jessic. Yeah, uh, from Vanity Fair, the ITV. Yeah, so they but they were pissing themselves at Nuneaton, weren't they? Oh, they didn't like that. <laughs> Look at Nuneaton. It's worth saying, Martin Clunes <laughs> is the perfect guest for shows so like this. So he good. is absolutely flawless as a guest. He looks like he's happy to be there. He looks like he's having fun. Smiling all the time. Smiling all the time. Everything he says is charming. See, now I didn't see him, but I would say that Josh Groban, I didn't enjoy his music, or I didn't enjoy him very much at all, but I thought he was a... I did appreciate that he was a very gracious guest. Yeah. I think he elevated the general proceedings. I think that's slightly it, isn't it? It's if you go on and try and be cool, which no one does because they don't really book those people anymore. I should imagine they've had razor light on at some point in the past and they've been a bit shirty. <laughs> but, I was trying to think but, of the band of today, John. But, no, no, but, but there was a bit when Hislop, he said something which I think, I like trying to reverse engineer what people are thinking mm. or like why a, wrote, a writer wrote a particular line. Hislop says this thing. He got the phrase pussy hat yes! into, into his <laughs> discourse about... So, dis- you, you say the phrase pussy well, hat. Well, it is, it is. What's a pussy you hat? You don't know what a pussy hat is? No, oh. I've not heard the hat bit on what? the end. I've, I've heard, like, pussy clart and... Have you? Like, a yeah. pussy what? Clart. Have you? Yeah, what's I, pussy hat? What's pussy clart? What's pussy hat? I'll tell you if you tell me. No, you said okay. pussy hat first. Of all, <laughs> show me yours well, pussy, and I'll show you. P- pussy, pussy galore. Hat, pussy hat is what the protesters in America... Wore they knitted like pink, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. pussy right hats, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he, he just called it a pussy hat, right? I thought we were at that stage. What's a pussy clock? Anyway, right? And um, <laughs> but no, he's talking about the exhibition he's curating at the British Museum, right? Yeah, and it's about dissent and protest through the ages. So it's quite a serious exhibition. So he says, so it's everything from this thing back in Babylonian times to pussy, the pussy hats and the Trump era, and everyone gasped a bit, right? Now I saw that as Hislop saying to himself, "I've been invited onto the one show. It's a bit." 
ignoble, but I'm I'm going to justify it by showing that they can't tame me. Also, he gets- he's talking about censorship. Yes. And there is a thing of going, well, we all know these words. Let's mm. be adult about it and say it. Yeah. And of course, then the one show will go... <laughs> they I- did. You, you could almost hear the, the ani of the production crew <laughs> sucking in uh, <laughs> and clenching at where... And, and obviously in Matt and Alex's ears go, move on, mate, he said pussy, he said pussy, Matt. Move <laughs> on, it's, seven, it's 25 uh, past seven, I, move on. I, I, I just think that was a personal victory for Hislop and he, he knew it. Uh, for himself and he was sort of like, mm. I've done that then so I can look myself in the face tomorrow although he probably has been because he's doing this you thing you look yourself in the face sorry he's been, he's been obviously looking it's called a, it's called at a mirror. Oh, yeah. these things and you get used to calling it the pussy hat yeah. but it is just as well he didn't say pussy clark that would have been absolutely unacceptable well he knows what side his bread's butter <laughs> uh, Clunes though Clunes would never say pussy hat on the one show Mike Clunes and they, the inclusive nature of what I like about Martin Clunes mm. and I think you're absolutely right you've touched upon it perfectly there is that he is willing to go along with anything they throw at him yeah. and not just nod or join in slightly like most guests do he throws himself into it 100%. so that they blindsided him with a quiz didn't they a little quiz yep. where they came off a R- Rory Reid the presenter Rory Reid was doing a, a, the most pointless film I've ever seen about bird songs so Rory Reid oh, motoring I presenter I loved that I loved that he, his thing is he can tell the sound of a, an engine from a different engine so because of that skill they sent him to a wood to find out what bird was singing when using a couple of new apps that yeah. identify bird song, but with a guy who can identify it faster than an app. That was the yeah. gist of it. And the guy was going to say whether or not the app was accurate or exactly not. Exactly right. Right. So they did that, and it was boring as fuck. <laughs> I thought this was brilliant. Bo- it was great because it, this didn't work. <laughs> so they were at this app, and something sort of went twit twoo, and the guy looked at the phone, and he said, it says there's a 41% chance it's a great tip. And the man opposite went... <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> and he went, 25% pheasant? And I went, no. And there was, they, they were in this pitch it's black. It's a mouse. <laughs> they were in this pitch black wood at 4.13 in the morning, proving these apps don't really work. <laughs> also, we're in the middle of nowhere, and one runs off 3G. Yes. It's like it's not going to, he's sitting there just watching it spinning. Bit, there was a bit where seven birds in a row were named, all followed by the word no. <laughs> which no. Ma- ma- makes me wonder if they ever film segments which they don't use. <laughs> <laughs> very, very <laughs> Hard to say, right? Oh. Goldfinch? No. Chaffinch? No. Black Cap? No. Nightingale? No. Robin? No. Nuthatch? No. Dunnock? No. Willow Warbler? No. Blue Tit? No. Wren? No. They came off the back of it, and then, then they said, um, so that's Rory Reid talking about uh, listening to birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the question. Just how good is Martin Clunes at identifying dogs? <laughs> <laughs> It's a handbrake turn of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not identifying them by sight. No. But by sound. Yeah. By dog. bite. A dog from... <laughs> so we're going to set a number of dogs onto Martin. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be blindfolded. <laughs> and he's got Is this tell. a big dog? Yes. <laughs> well yes, done. Is. is this a painful dog? <laughs> oh, no, painful dogs, yeah. Martin. Uh, Try again. It's not. a very painful dog. <laughs> this one's got rabies. He did that really well. And actually, what was funny about it is he got all three right. Did he? Yeah. What he were did. the dogs? Do you remember? Uh, the dogs were one from Doc Martin, yeah. one from a documentary he so made in this Australia. this was specific dogs that he worked Oh, with. shit. This wasn't like... This this is a great day, no, no that's a chihuahua. No, no. They went, who's this, this, this is, Oh, that's Terry. Yeah. <laughs> it was, they were like his pals. <laughs> oh, it God. Was, it's time we want you to identify some of your canine co-stars yes. just from their barks. You've okay. got three options, Vanity Fair, Doc Martin, and one of your documentaries. Okay? okay. First, don't you do that. First up, here it is. That's Dodger. You think? <gasps> yeah. Is that Dodger? Yeah. 
is absolutely the right answer. Dog from Doc Martin. Yes. Okay, next one, a little bit more tricky. Here we go. Oh, um, that's a singing dingo in uh, Alice Springs in Australia. What was it, Dinky? It was, Dinky! <laughs> uh, Claudia Jesse helped you out with the last one where she very quickly said, oh, that's a human voice, and you could see everyone sort of going, oh, don't wreck it, love. <laughs> um, but uh, Claudia Jesse, I've worked with Claudia Jesse before. I've, she is absolutely one of the great actresses of her generation. She is so good. She came across very well she on a programme where brilliant. she clearly didn't want to be either. As but well. they basically they asked her, I think, three questions in the half hour. And one of those questions was, you really love the costumes, don't you? And I thought, you wouldn't ask that of Martin fucking Clunes. Don't ask it. <laughs> but did, did they Claudia ask it Jesse. like that, though? Really, they did. It was very leading. It did really like, was. Like the and Claudia Jesse, who is absolutely great, actually was, went, no, I wouldn't actually go that strong. Uh-huh. They're actually very painful to wear. Uh-huh. And I just thought, it's a shame in this day and age where you go, we've got one question, really, for the, the lady who's on the sofa. Ask her about the clobber. But, but they're she'll be interested but, in that. But they she ba- can t- oh, she'll talk but, but, and talk. But the question was basically, you're a bird, aren't you? <laughs> yes or no? Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a bird, Rory Reid could identify you in a wood. <laughs> Is it Charlize Theron? No. <laughs> Is it Bella Emberg? No. <laughs> At the beginning of that Martin Clunes episode, I, my heart did sink, though. The first thing they said, we... Uh, Welcome to The One Show. We're going to be talking today uh, again about single-use plastic. Oh, I know. This fucking oh, thing again. Oh, my God. I, have they done that a lot? I mean, the irony of plastic being single-use, oh. yet the subject being oh. used almost <laughs> on a yeah. constant basis. They mentioned... Clogging up the air, oceans. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned the time when they filled broadcasting houses outside area with junk plastic. Yeah. And when they did it at the time, oh. that got no traction in the press. Oh. And they mentioned it for the next week. And they're still going on oh. about it. Obviously, a thing that they're very proud of as event tv they're just trying to get a scrap of relevance you know what it is right it's like when a toddler goes look what i'm doing look what i'm doing you didn't see the good bit you didn't see it mum you didn't see it so they just have to keep coming back to it clearly because they think they had something that meant something yeah oh crap that must be upsetting for yeah the one show is essentially the nation's toddler (laughs) (laughs) there was there was a very very boring little piece before that about the laying of a giant undersea cable from Northumberland <laughs> oh to God. come on, pay attention, boys, uh, <laughs> all the uh, way to Norway. Uh, and again, this was like being in a job where you work in mm. renewable energies and you're watching a thing that your corporate department is yeah. having to do PR for. I don't know why I was being made to watch it. No. They had a weird thing where they were talking about the weight of this cable, which which is just one continuous cable that goes through <laughs> from Northumberland to Norway. Norway. They thought, obviously, well, we can't do We don't just say the tonnage. That's meaningless, isn't it? So they they came up with a new unit of measurement, which is this cable weighs the same as 20 angels of the north. That, that usual that, scale of measurement that they use. Mum, we're, we're going to make a cake. Have you got 1,040th of an angel of the north? Is it an angel cake? Oh. I did a... I, mean, I know it's big. Ch- it's probably quite heavy. The childish snigger when... Well, the man asked the question in the film. He was talking to a man in a hard hat about the cable. And, and he just said, how do you float a cable? And I just did a childish... Yeah. He's done a poo laughing. Right, <laughs> well, we... Because 
stupid. And in fairness, I, that actual film turned out to be a load of shit. But, <laughs> but, but, but hold on, there is, because there's the float thing going on, and then there's laying a cable. cable there's yeah. laying a cable, and yeah. there's the float. float so so, so yeah. the conflation of all that just yeah. makes you think of poo-poos. <laughs> yeah, that's more or less what happened. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Just, just to get, just, just to be unpacking clear. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, carry on, guys. <laughs> he said unpacking it yeah, like, yeah. A, like a compacted yeah, shit. Yeah, I did, yeah. I, I thought I was thinking of. Okay. So, can I just say, right, you, you guys go to America sometimes, mm. right? As soon as you get to America, when you go to the toilet, it's an anaconda that comes out. Have you noticed? I don't know how it happens. It must be something Everything's in the air. bigger in the States. It's, un- it's unbelievable. They carry on. Carry on. Are you auditioning There's a one-show one filming. I, 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 think, I think there'd be a pretty good film out of that. Now, so why is it when you travel abroad, but, you but, often do a but, shit but, inside but, of your arm? But they'd, never, they'd never take a camera crew to America. They'd do it in Nuneaton. Yeah. And it wouldn't work. It would be like the bird app thing all over again. He's a Absolutely delighted. And for me, that was the most exciting picture of the week, just because, just because of what they kept saying. Oh God! The cable's so big, we've got tugboats to pull it into shape. Oh, have you? Brilliant. Enough with your analysis, Mark. It's back to the poop. They're making the one show solely for John Holmes. (laughs) More like the two. Carry on. Oh, he loves it, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there, I think, we should probably leave it. On um, a heart-lifting, yeah. heart-warming oh, moment. It? What a joy. I got goosebumps. <laughs> uh, Dave, put the fan down. <laughs> Andy, thank you very much indeed. Andy Stanton there, uh, Mark, as ever. Really uh, and remember this. Well, no, remember this first. Rate and review. We never say this. But yes, people keep true. telling me. People keep, keep listening to this going, tell them to tell them rate and review. It's the way the podcasts work. All you have to do is click the little bit on the top of the iTunes that has the five stars don't bother if you're going to give four three two or one we, we only really want five <laughs> because we say this of course because there's an endless sea of podcasts swirling about now like a russian spy's lies and uh, we do genuinely value your listening choice um i think they say now is it right you're never more than a meter away from someone who's got their own podcast now <laughs> <laughs> well that's certainly the case in this room <laughs> <laughs> so remember when you look at the television to look at the one show the one show always looks back into you goodbye Hi, I'm Julia Rayside, and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast. Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. I mean, if we're talking lacquer, we need to go back to Polly, who's got 28 cans of Elmer. Dawn. It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, February. I was going that swing pool looks f***ing freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so yeah, sorry. No, it's important. He doesn't really acknowledge how grave... What his... an ocean of trouble. Thank you. It is. This is why we got you on your there bloody you see. That's all I've got. I'm leaving now. Available from your usual podcast supplier. Find us on Twitter at AlwaysTherePod. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.